Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. Hey, welcome to another exciting episode of the Mosaic of Marion. <laughs> My name is Hank Meadows, and I am pastor of Marion Baptist Church. I have my home slice here with me. Hey, hey. Ms. Mona. And over <laughs> here, I have the bean of the board. Yep, yep. Old Danny boy. You think going to fly? You think people uh, aren't going to complain? I think I'm sort of a happy medium here. Yeah, you think? <laughs> Greetings, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're well. Oh, man. So, um, you know me. <clears throat> Hank tries not to lie. So I like the word try. That's good. <laughs> Especially when I'm not in the sanctuary. I don't in the sanctuary, but outside of it, there's there are times, you know. Um, so we're here taping a new episode. It's been a, a few weeks. What is that noise? What's what noise? I hear it too. I can't. hear Is Tyler doing something? It might be Tyler. Okay. Well, so um, Radio Land. If you hear something going boo in the boo, trap door of the sanctuary. Boo, um it, it's it's Tyler. Um that would be Miss Mona's husband, who is out there in the old sanctuary. Doing who knows what getting stuff ready for Easter. I mean, we just got out of Christmas. Yep, that's what happened. But anyway, so um so you guys have a good I mean, I, listen, we know this is the second episode it of the is. year, but let's just be honest. You had a good Christmas in the year. We take the other one up before. Oh, yeah, we did, didn't we? We, we? Did. Yes, we did. We did. Because somebody, not calling any names, <laughs> that's from Buffalo, was gone the whole week. Just one week, though. You were out of the South, so I'm assuming your Christmas was horrible. <laughs> what? Why? We didn't. Get I mean, do you hear that noise? I can't hear it, but. <laughs> well, you're, you're struggling I think, I think with some hearing. He's trying out the drone footage. Or I, I don't know there. what he's trying out, but it's something. <laughs> um, we didn't get any snow in Buffalo. Usually, That's sort of sad. I know I it that was, was actually just, it always happened. I think it's warm. It was warm up there. I think it was colder the day we came back here. So you know, I think the picture of it did me, rain most of, of the, the time. North, anything like um, above Pennsylvania, yeah, is basically once December hits, you're white. <laughs> sometimes, <coughs> sometimes you know, not. Just snowstorm. It's just yeah. snow, and there's always snow on the ground, and. Um, and that's what I mean. You know, where those puffy jackets. And stuff, yeah. <laughs> so everybody knows it's today's climate. I, what I'm talking about is the, is the ground. Um, sorry. Just making sure. Yeah, just making sure. I don't want to get in trouble. Canceled or anything. Yeah. Um. So, and the last time we we're here, Miss Mona, she did her sort of testimony. We learned a lot. Yeah. We learned number one, yeah, she doesn't have nerd. a life verse. <laughs> She's sort of a nerd. And um, have you found one yet? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, we did nothing, man, that <laughs> yeah, day. We did, peer pressure did nothing for us. <laughs> no, we, but well, nothing. you said that Ezra one that apparently is my life first. So. Which is what? Ezra? Oh, I did. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I will so give you that. Gonna go with you, that. You should I don't have it. a life first. This is just the scripture that I live by. <laughs> That's right. I don't have a life first. This is one that I use to guide my life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. We'll go. So today. Um, oh. It's been a struggle for us to get together, cause old Danny boy. I tell you, uh, so uh, I have to apologize right off the bat. Like, I'll probably be talking more in this than usual, but I'm also getting over sickness, so my voice is not exactly uh, the best at the moment. So just be be warned. 
Well, you have It'd that raspy right. voice. It's anyway. a, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just a little. I, I sound like I'm always sick. Thanks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh. okay. No, didn't um, mean it that way. <laughs> no, but I tell you, one time I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> I tell you the. Uh, no, I, I wasn't even nervous about doing this until after the episode with Mona. I was like, well, you, well, you Yeah, you made that? me go you first, know, so thanks. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, Mona, I want you to open up in prayer, okay. and then we're just going to sort of turn it over to right. bro. Sounds good. And then we'll we'll pepper you, as it were, <laughs> with questions. I feel seasoned already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I do thank you that we um, are able to be here and to be um, in this place gather together to talk about um, what you do in our lives and how we see you moving and working. And so we thank you for that opportunity. And And I pray as Dan shares, Lord, that those who are listening, that Hank and I and those who are listening would um, just hear of your goodness and be encouraged by your faithfulness. And, and um, I know that no matter what story we have, when we rely on you, that's what we can find out from you. And so I just thank you for that. And so we lift it up to you and and thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Do you like seriously not hear that? No, seriously, I don't hear anything. It's, it's getting loud. Like Do you want me to go tell him that we can? <laughs> I'm amazed that you don't hear that. He no, and thank goodness the mics are not picking it up. Okay. I can confirm. Okay. So right. Sorry, okay. I won't We're bring good. it up again. <laughs> when the mics do, you let me know. I yeah. can go yell at him. Uh, and then, I'll make sure <laughs> the mics pick up that. yelling. I was about to say. Oh, gracious. All right, where, where to start here? Um, no, nothing overly, you know, dramatic to start with by any means. Um, I... Grew up, I mean, the, the Sunday after I was born, I was in church. Um, my dad was a pastor of a little country church. Um, on up until, I guess I was in middle school. The biggest thing uh, about that part of my life, though, is just my dad is the reason that at a very early age, I knew the good news was the good news. Mm. I never saw that man light up like he did when he was sharing the gospel. And so, and it didn't matter where we were at. It could be from the pulpit, but it was also like... I'll never forget, We, three, four times a, a week, he, he cut hams for a local little restaurant, and we'd go down there and eat breakfast. That was his payment, you know. And um, he'd bump into somebody down there and just start sharing the gospel. And, I mean, he just – it was like somebody had given him the best secret ever, and he refused to, to keep it to himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that had a huge influence on me as far as I always associated God's Word with, with joy. And so that that's something that even this day I just I have to credit him with. Um, middle school, he uh, he he quit pastoring that place for the first time ever. I sat under a pastor who was not my dad, which mm. was weird uh, <laughs> to start with. But um, thank goodness though, I had a a youth leader um, who was just phenomenal. Um, I still light up every time I see her, uh, Ruthie. If you you hear this, you know who you are. Um, but what Are you she, talking about my mom? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, but what she did that was so amazing is, you know, we had back then, and, and I, I think largely today it's still the same. I, I, I kind of, this is one of my soapboxes. A lot of the youth slash teen kind of curriculum was don't drink, don't have sex. It was about teen suicide. It was all these huge things that, that I mean, to be honest, at that point in my life, I, I didn't have any experience with whatsoever. What she did was she she said, we're not going to do that. We're just going to get into God's Word. Mm. Yeah, that is unique. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is unique among And many. what it taught me was just this love that, that 
I, I still have this day of like just getting into his word and, and kind of picking out the meat. I mean, every time, and that's one of the reasons I love doing this podcast, every time I'm with you guys, there's something I didn't catch that, that I'm being exposed to. And I absolutely like, I enjoy that process. Mm-hmm. And so, um, wait till I tell you about yeah. this. Well, this will be dropped. This, okay. So I'm saying it now. <laughs> This past Sunday sermon, I'm gonna deal with some of that, mm. and so you're gonna. If you like what you just said, yeah. you're gonna light up when I get to my last point. Mona knows what it is. She yeah. see my notes. But it was just this this thing where we knew what we were going to talk about that that Sunday. We, you know, we would read it ahead of time, and then we would just get into discussion about just verse by verse about what it, you know, what was the intention of it and all of that. So, so I I love that. Um, and then when I was about 14 years old. Um, I, I, if we walked back to that church, I could show you the, the pew I was in and where I was at. Um, I knew I needed to go accept Christ as my savior. Uh, and it sounds weird that, that preachers could wait that, that long, but my parents were very, probably to a fault looking back, uh, were, were very adamant that your salvation is yours. We're not going to push you toward it. But at the same time, I think you can be encouraging without pushing, you know, but, but at 14, uh, we're we're ending the service. It's altar call. And I'm like, man, I, nope, nope. My goal in life at 14, my daughter got this honest, is to stay in the background and to not be noticed. And it was the only thing that could have been stronger was somebody to physically push me. I could not stay where I was at. Um, and so I went up reluctantly uh, and accepted Christ. I love that reluctantly. Uh, I mean, I every step just seemed like it took forever. Didn't even, had not talked to my parents about it at that time. Like, I knew I understood what I was getting into. Um, and this would be the great part if I was smart like Mona where I would say, and then I lived out of life for Christ. Uh, but um, fast forward probably two years, and I'm, I'm finding myself in everything a teenager should stay away from, you know. Um, it was like the moment I accepted Christ, everything just became available to me to get into. Um but here's the thing, and this is really one of the, the big pushes for me, is it, because I, I there's a lot of conversation about if you're in the far country where you're really saved, where you're not saved. Here's the thing. If you can stay there comfortably, then I would worry about my salvation. That's right. a really great point. Yep. Um, yep. It tore me in two. And it was this vicious cycle of I would go do things I wasn't supposed to do, be places I had no business being. And then instantly right after feel just like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And and it created all of this just angst and just uncomfortableness. And, and here's really the the gist of, of what I take away from all of that time in my life. Be careful, because here's the thing. The devil uses shame to separate you from God. Mm-hmm. Now, here's here's the there there's two things you can do with this. It can either lead to repentance, which is understanding you're a sinner and you have broken your relationship with God and turning away from that sin and drawing closer to God. And that's how you know the difference between shame and and repentance or shame and conviction, rather, um, is what does it cause you to do? Shame will say, oh, no, 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 you messed up. God doesn't want you anymore. Mm. And it will cause you to, you know, stray further because you feel this, this, well, I've already messed up. There's no way he's going to take me. Um, conviction, which leads to repentance, is, is what draws you actually closer to him by understanding what you've done to the relationship. Um, 
for a long time, I accepted shame. Now, the weird thing was, still in Sunday school, still actually right right out of there, I went into teaching Sunday school. The The year I graduated high school, I, I knew I wanted to teach Sunday school. And so I asked, like, hey, can I teach Sunday school um, the, for the youth? <laughs> They'll teach Sunday school. Yeah, <laughs> I can't get away from it. Uh, so there was there was this drawing constantly of me back to God, but but because of the shame, I was like, no no no, it's not that's not enough. I, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. So so that was me uh, as a teenager. Um, fast forward a little bit more, I, I meet my wife. Um, was not a Christian relationship at all. It was two it was two people who accepted Christ, but basically turned away from that. Um, you know, the life of obedience. And so we got together and, it, you know, it's two hogs in slop pretty much when we first met, to be honest. Um, that's, that's a great way to, to introduce your marriage, let me tell you. Um, I was in there going, okay, you might pay yeah, for that. Yeah, I, I may have to. I may, I may pay for that later. But, yeah. Um, you didn't mean that, Wendy. And the, uh, well, she, I mean, and I love the fact that, um, for whatever reason, whether it be, you know, I know it was God, but but I don't know if that's what she would necessarily uh, um, accredit to you. But, you know, the fact that she stayed with me through those early years because I was because of that that constant tension. I was angry. I mean, I had a horrible temper um, almost daily. I, I'd go off just about anything. And it came down to this fact that because of that shame, I felt like I was absolute failure at everything. And so it was this thing of like, well, I don't deserve any respect, so I'm going to demand it instead because I know I can't earn it. Um, and so I was just angry all the time. Um, was a horrible husband, horrible dad. Um, uh, and all that kind of came to a head. And essentially, I'd, I'd been a horrible husband. My wife found out. Um, and I got to a point in my life where I was like, for the first time ever, I realized that I can't do anything to fix this. I made this mess. If I every time I try to fix it, I make a bigger mess. All right. Um, and it got me to the point where I, I said, God, I got nothing. I said, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn. I said, just take it. Whatever I got left is not much. Nobody, I don't know why anybody would want it, but just take it. Um, and it was like is this idea of, of scales being taken from your eyes. It was like I finally saw just the path of destruction I had led through my life. Um, at that point, is so funny um, how much things changed. I mean, I'm talking about within a month or two. Um, out of just a comedy of errors that, that it would take too long to go into, um, I ended up working at Liberty University where I'm part of my, my condition of work is going to Christian services, hearing from some of the largest people in, you know, whether it be pastors, whether it be Christian musicians, all of that, being fed God's word, you know, on a weekly basis there. Um, I'm surrounded by people who just, who constantly are like, we would start meetings with prayer, you know, I mean, just a huge culture change for me. And I was just kind of surrounded by this. And it was almost like, I said, okay, now you're ready to listen. I'm going to give it to you. Um, so then, uh, this is where things get real weird. Um, these knuckleheads come knocking on my door from Marion Baptist Church, <laughs> and uh, and my wife turns them away. She, now she takes the homemade she bread. The bread. She takes the homemade <laughs> bread. She's like, "Yeah, thanks for the bread. Y'all have a good night." <laughs> um, so another night, 
Um, I'm downstairs painting. I mean, got, got like basketball shorts on and a, a tight undershirt or something, just looking real, real good down there. Um, and I hear somebody upstairs, and I'm like, oh, what in the world? Well, it, it's you guys again. Um, it was you, and I think two I'm other persistent, people. if nothing yeah. else, buddy. <laughs> and I don't know why Wendy had to like. I don't know if she's going to the restroom or, or going to slap some makeup on her. So I don't know what she's doing, but it was just me and you and, and the two other folks who came with you. Um, and I, I mean, I pretty much admitted everything I'd, I'd done to destroy my marriage right at that point. Don't know why. I mean, yeah, that's not I, something I, remember, I just go I remember around. that, and I'm going, yeah. wow. Like I wasn't expecting of, all yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. So, and we had been to the church a couple times for, yeah. for a vacation Bible school. Yeah. We knew some folks came. Um, and that kind of started this thing of, of coming to Marion. Um, and I'll funny say, story, can I, yeah, yeah, funny story. Well, you get a, some drink cause you're really getting really <laughs> I'll, raspy. I'll get a little raspy here. We get in the car and, and, and I, whoever was with us, I think that was one of their first times. And they were like, <laughs> do people like open up like that every time? I went, thankfully, no. <laughs> well, and I had no intention of, of doing it. It was so weird. Um, but I think there was I think there really was a reason to it. And it was I needed to see if knowing that disqualified me from being part of this mm. this community. Mm. Um your lack of reaction was very reassuring. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. Um but no, it, and that's kind of I don't want to say that's where the story ends, that's really where it begins. I mean, we you know, forever in a day we were you might see us once or twice a month, yeah. maybe. Um we were kind of always at the edges, and then um, definitely at all things, COVID hit, <clears throat> and I just gotten a job. My job had actually changed um, to video production, and I had no history. I didn't know anything about video production. Never used a video camera. Um, had a good friend at work that was like, "Hey, I, I, I'll teach you what I know." Um, little did I know, a month or two later, um, COVID would hit, and we'd have to pick up and run with video with streaming with all that good stuff and then this crazy idea of a podcast comes about <laughs> yeah and uh but no that that really i think if we had come to marion earlier because we had tried other churches um but it was this thing of like well i was this horrible person and now i need to kind of restore my reputation so i'll, I'll go do the good things that that good christians yeah. do it wasn't until i hit rock bottom it was just uh you know I, I'm a proud man often, um, but at that moment there was no denying that I had caused all the destruction that was there. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll give my wife a lot of credit. Um, she she has a temper, you know. She she can get feisty. Um, there was rarely a moment during that time where she even. I mean, because we we ended up in counseling. Uh, by the way, if you if you Need counseling, get counseling, but make yeah. sure you've got a Christian counselor. Yeah. Yep. That makes a huge difference. Yep. They they understand the language you're speaking. Um, and she said, Well, at the end of this, do you do you even want to stay with him? I mean, didn't take a second. Yeah. And knowing that she fully knew everything I'd done, the destruction I caused everything, and to just re reply like that. Um, told me, uh, I, I tell a lot of people that the biggest thing that changed during that time was, was I started that the, the very beginning of that idea of 
not you trying to fit the Bible into your life, but you saying, what does the Bible say my life is supposed to look like? Yeah. And, and that's the moment after doing that, that I started the question mark left my marriage. Right. It's God put me with this person. Right. I'm with this person. Um, and, and then you start seeing all the, the crazy stuff because, I mean, then you find out you weren't really present in your marriage the whole first when that question mark yeah. was there. And, you know, and you start realizing that all this stuff was, was pretty much your own doing, you know. Right. So you have anything, Mona? Because I got a couple of things. <laughs> no, go ahead. <coughs> okay. That was a, a cast. Nice. A, I was casting you so you could, <laughs> I could answer. Sorry. <laughs> I do remember. Well, because we, I don't know how long you were here before we came, but I do remember you one Sunday singing and sharing a brief testimony about um, your marriage and your walk with God and how that had changed. And, um, And it has just been, I guess... The, I said before, I actually ran across a Facebook memory post that, you know, the greatest thing that came out of COVID was this podcast yep. in my life. And so, and, and along that lines, then the friendship <clears throat> with getting to know you yep. and you working with Tyler and you working and then the praise team and all that. And so to hear the backstory and to know um, what God has brought, mm-hmm. walked you through and um, and even though you weren't walking faithfully with him, he was always there. Oh, absolutely. Just waiting for you to take that one step back, just absolutely. one step back. And and that's true for all of us. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason I love that verse. When we are faithless, <clears throat> he is faithful. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Yep. He's going, I mean, I didn't try to <laughs> no, I, cut I, your nose off. <laughs> I was, that's my period at the end of this. Oh, well, I mean, are you being serious? Or no, being yeah, sarcastic? I was, no, I was serious. So number two, two things. All right. Number one. God has gifted me. I take serious, you know, I don't forget who said it, Spurgeon or whatever. Except by the grace of God, there be I. Yep. yep. So when people share to me their deep, dark secrets yep. that are just like, wow. Mm. I'm just like, I've got my own yeah, skeletons. Yeah. So I, I distinctly I, mean, I was in there that night when you were I'm going, why is this dude telling me all this? Don't worry, I was asking myself, why am I telling this guy all this? And I, but but I remember just sitting there going, Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that is literally a quote for a night. I'm like, And that okay. that is the best response you could have had. Yeah. I mean, but we we as pastors in church, we get in trouble going, Oh yep. right. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. or or making a bigger deal. It's sin. Yeah. Right. right. We, I don't care who you are. This is, you know, this is one of my deals I get fired up about. Yeah. I don't care who you are. You're just as big a sinner as I am. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm just as big a sinner as you yeah. are. Because in God's eyes, it's sin. You break the law at one place, you broke the whole law. Yep. So basically we all, I don't care whether it's uh, uh, <laughs> Charles Manson. Yeah. I was going to say Marilyn Manson. <laughs> like that's a Well, that death old metal. too. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> To grandma, uh-huh. yeah, that's yeah. never accepted Jesus. Right. Yep. Now, from humanity's side, we're going. Well, Charles Manson is so much worse. He killed all them people. We got our class them. system. We, yeah. Right. Right. We rank those sins. And right. I'm like, but grandma's a sinner too. Yeah. Yep. Now we can get into the degrees of hell, which I do believe that there are. Mm-hmm. I believe. I believe I can 
point. Now it's still hell. So don't don't think that <laughs> that the the grandma's down there like just a hot sun. <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah. No, it's still the. I mean, they still go to a lake of fire. fire. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. So that's another podcast. Mm. And then the second thing is, how much time do we have left? We got like seven minutes. You talk too much. I did. I talked a lot. <laughs> I, I was trying to find a place to cut out. I was like, was somebody good. say something. So really quickly though, because I know you got a, a verse you yeah. want to get to. Where was your call to ministry mm. in all of that? <laughs> all right. So my, my call to ministry, if you see if you see what I look like physically, I don't look like much of a runner. You tell me I'm called to ministry, I can out-sprint anybody. <laughs> um, no, I, I had felt it through the years in, in kind of these glimpses when I had kind of, you know, started to come into obedience. Um, it, again, like I said, starting off early, um, I just love being in God's word. I love sharing God's word. Um, my biggest thing is I, I really disqualify myself constantly from it. I said, well, your dad was a pastor. You just want to do it because your dad was a pastor. And then it was, well, do you know what you've done? That, that disqualifies oh, that, that's you. That's you know? the big thing. You know what you've done. Yeah. That's what the enemy uses. I was like, man, who's going to listen to you if, if they encountered you in the first 20 years of your life? Who's going to ever listen to a word coming out of your mouth? Um, and then when we were having our, our men's Bible studies, mm-hmm. um, I like I kept saying, well, okay, but I, you know, there's no way I can get to seminary. I don't know how I'm going to do that. I don't even have, um, like, I, I have no means of, of doing it. Um, and then you kept saying <laughs> that uh, one of these days I was going to quit being disobedient and answer the call to be a pastor. Mm, um, sounds like something Hank was saying. And then uh, I had I said, okay, yeah, that's great. It's one of these things I'll kind of get to at some point. That that'd be great. And then um, I'll be honest with you, I, I preach all, all the time. I preach almost daily in the shower. It's a weird thing to do. Yeah. But I mean, by the time I write. shower curtain is hard to By the time I write a sermon, I've preached it five times yeah. probably. Um, and so I, the, it's just this thing I have to do. But then um, it, it's the craziest thing. God worked out in, in this crazy series of events where I went from there's no way I can get to seminary to, oh, look, I can get to seminary next week. Um, and so being able to do that, but, but the call has been there probably 15 years. Now, here's the thing, and, and I get frustrated. I, I say, man, why am I starting this at 40 years old? Like, I, how many years I got left? The way I eat, not that many. <laughs> but if I— All bean for me. <laughs> That's the thing. There you go, Wendy. I, by the way, your wife's a great nurse too. She is a great. When nurse. I went through a health issue yeah. for about three years, my girl Wendy yeah. was was a savior <laughs> for is. me, man. God knew what He was doing when He put me with a nurse. Let me tell you. Uh, but no, I'm so I get frustrated about the timing of it. As far as like you know, in my forties, um, but I'm so thankful He didn't allow it to happen until I was ready. Right. Mm. Um, the one, the one fear I have above all else is that I would have accepted the call and then completely destroyed my own ministry, you know, my, my chance to share God's word. So yeah, that, that's where that came about. And now it's one of those things it's weird because I used to be like, when I'm a pastor, I'm like, look, I, I've been called like I, I, there's no win. It's done, you know? Um, you're going to be a pastor. You're going to be a really good pastor, too. Yeah, yeah. So, life or Well, I, I won't say yeah, do life Do you have verse, a life but, verse? But a very, a very influential verse, um, a couple of them. And, and That's I'll, sort of what a life verse is. <laughs> okay. uh, Romans 10, um, and we'll read 11 through 13. 
For Scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord overall is rich in all who call upon him. For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let me tell you, it, and I really want to focus on that word, whoever. Um, I hold on to that like a life raft. Mm -hmm. Because there are days still where I'm like, do you remember what you did? Do you remember who you were? Bro. And so I hold on to that whoever. And, and, and there's qualifiers there like... That that's what I love about this this translation. Um, whoever points to the fact that it's not just anybody, but whoever believes in Him, mm -hmm. um, whoever calls on the name of the Lord. So there's qualifiers there. You can't just say, "Well, He's saving everybody." It's whoever will believe in Him and call on His name, and, and those. <laughs> but He can save it's everybody, right? Absolutely. Right. If you're, it, yeah, yep. it's, it's offered to everyone. <laughs> yeah. right, right. Absolutely. But you have to accept. But there are groups of people that will jump through hoops to make mm -hmm. it not say whoever. Yeah, right. yeah. Yep. But it's right there. It's a whoever. And like I said, I, you know, those days when I wake up, I'm like, man, like, and it always happens, especially like if I if I bump into somebody back from whenever, it's like, oh man, they would never listen to me preach God's word. And then you hold on to that whoever, and it's like. Look, God, God accepts me for a reason. God is fulfilling his own promises by, I mean, if it says it in God's word, he, he's held to it, you know. Um, so, yeah, I hold on to that, whoever, for, for dear life sometimes. Absolutely, man. Hi, Mona. I like that. I like that. I had a thought, but I lost it. Sorry. How much time we got? Yeah, like three minutes. Come on, Mona. Well, I was just going to say. Take the ship home. Well, because you... <laughs> You said that there are groups who will try and say it's not offered to everybody. There are also groups who will try and say, which we ran into recently, yeah. that that there's nothing that we have to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there is. And these yeah. verses say that specifically. I mean, these verses say that we have to believe, and these verses say that we have to call on the name of the Lord. And so there are things that we have to do in order to receive that salvation. Mm -hmm. and, and yes, it all comes from God. We have things that we, we have to make a response. We have to make a decision. Yep. Um, and so um, if you are if you run into somebody who doesn't believe that, they're wrong. Yep. And it's right here in Scripture that we do have parts that we have to do. And then in order to keep our faith to grow, there are things that we have to do mm -hmm. in order to have, be, have that sanctification process. Right. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, your show. <laughs> <laughs> your episode. Uh, uh, As I said last week with Mona, oh, Mona that's your show. Don't look at me. <laughs> All right. That, well, then I'm going to pray because we're ending this. There we right. go. Boom. All right. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for, for those those whoever's, um, that whoever would, would believe in the name of Jesus and, and repent and follow you, Heavenly Father, that, that you accept them. Um, not through any value that we have, but just as an outpouring of who you are. And so, Heavenly Father, I thank you for second, third, fourth, 500th chances. Um, let us never take them for granted because we don't know when it will be the last one. But, but I thank you so much um, just for accepting me and and also for hopefully um, allowing my testimony to, to reach others and, and have it lead to a relationship with you that that changes eternity. So, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to share your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Amen, amen. Hey, I'm Hank Menace, lead pastor of Mary Baptist Church. Got my home slice, Miss Mona, with me. Hey, hey. This episode been all about being. <laughs> yep, yep. All right. Thank you, guys. See you next time. Bye, y'all. 50 weeks to Christmas. Oh.